Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. Today we have Emily and Kevin from Phantom Van. I feel like people sometimes think that. Uh, They're or, us or we're them? Yeah, it's like FNA Van Life, Fan and Van. So, like, it's like all the same letters, kind of Sim- in a different way. Similar, yeah, very similar. But uh, that's actually the way we were introduced to them is somebody was like, oh, you know, I keep getting confused between you and them. And blah, blah, blah. So we wound up going to their Instagram and checking them out. They were living on the road for almost a year. Yeah, and they traveled through New Zealand. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about their van rental business and all that good stuff. We're going to talk about their big news. Oh, yeah. Other than the van rental company opening up, they also are bringing a child into the world pretty soon. Yes, that's very exciting. Yeah. But before we get into our conversation with Kevin and Emily, let's give an update from the road. All right, let's do this. Right now, we are right outside of Moab. We are chilling on some BLM. Alex and I are actually taking a little slowdown action because we've been moving pretty quick. And not just slowing down, but just getting away from, um, you know, the aspect of hanging out with a lot of other people at the moment. Uh, sometimes it's just really good for us to reset and just be with one another and Paco in a nice area. We're also slowing down due to the fact that the price get, the price of gas is pretty high right now, so... Yeah, it doesn't hurt to not be moving so much when the price of gas is so high. Um, But I think that we kind of needed a reset. I've been wanting one for a couple of weeks. And just because of different, you know, commitments and social engagements and people driving through that we didn't want to miss. We haven't really had a lot of time on our own for the last little while. So it's nice to just kind of be secluded. I think that, I don't know, in van life... Well, I mean, in this van particularly, there's two different kinds of people. Frank is definitely much more of an extrovert and gets filled up by being with people all the time and, you know, talking to people and hanging out with people. And I'm more of an introvert where I get filled up by being on my own and doing my own thing. And, you know, the alone time is necessary. But I will say it comes in waves because uh, if you think about it a few weeks back or a month back, we were we were sitting there and we were... We were actually like wondering when we were going to hang out with some friends. We were trying to find new people on the road to hang out with. We were trying to make friends, in other words. And when we were doing that, it was like we, we felt like we couldn't find friends. And we were almost like Alex had the exact opposite feeling of what she has now in the sense like, are we like just not cool enough or whatever? Like that. Seriously, it just comes in waves. One moment you feel that you're not making friends. Next moment you're like, I need to get away from everybody. Like you said, it comes in waves. I think, you know, too much of anything kind of sends you in the other direction. Too many people makes you want to be alone. Too much alone time makes you want to be with people. But I think we're just trying to be more consciously aware of what we need in the moment. And in this particular moment, we need some solitude. Well, by we, she means her. <laughs> and uh, But what I mean by that, too, is 
is I could just go with the flow. I'm happy with being out in nature with just Alex, myself, and Paco, or even just being by myself completely, or being around other people. I kind of go with whatever the mood is. I feel that out, and I'm able to kind of adapt to all different types of situations personally. Good for you. Yeah. Everybody's different, though. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, truly, am I like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like that you feel that way. I mean, I think that you're super comfortable wherever you go and whatever we're doing. And yeah, I don't think that you get as many urges of like, I need something. Yeah. I think when it comes to, I need something, it's mostly like activity wise. Like I need, like, I'll get a feeling of like, I just got one earlier and I almost, I almost did it. I want, I was thinking about going for a run and I'm like, Hmm, do I just want to go take a run right now? And I was getting this urge to just do something active. So it's more like activity for me that I need and I get the urge for. Why didn't you do it? I was just walking around with Paco. I took a walk out there and, and stood on the sandstone and just looked at the beautiful view. I didn't do it just more for the sense that I know we had a lot going on here. And I need to kind of make myself available in, in our space right now. Yeah, so we're doing a couple of things this week. We're getting a lot of storage stuff sorted. So we added some storage to our roof, which we'll show you guys in an upcoming video. Um, so now we kind of need to go through our cupboards and figure out, you know, we've been on in this van for almost a whole year now. And I think we're at a point where we need to do some renovations and we need to, like, you know, fit it to fit our lives a little bit better. We don't absolutely have to do the renovations, but in order for our space to work better, to be more user-friendly for us, there's a couple things we want to do. Yeah, so I think, you know, the longer that you live in a van, the more that you'll notice things that could be tweaked or improved, and that's why I think it's great that Kevin and Emily have lived in a van, they know what it's like to live in a van, and so with their new company that they're renting vans with, you know, to send people out for a weekend or a week, you know, they've got all those kinks kind of worked out and they know what you really need to live in a van. And with all that being said, let's jump into this. Let's talk with Kevin and Emily. Let's hear about their business. Let's hear about their life and their travels that they've done. So yeah, let's get in. Hey guys, we got Emily and Kevin on today. How you guys doing? Tell us about yourselves. Tell us about your travels. Like what got you into the lifestyle and whatnot? So for the past about two years, one year we were weekend warriors, one year we were full time. We've been living in a living, traveling in our Ram Promaster van. We called it called her Vangelica. And we had a blast. We saw 41 states in the van. Um, We traveled everywhere. It was the time of our lives. And then now we're kind of transitioning to something new. We've decided to start a van rental business to to allow people that are interested in van life to kind of try before you buy we talk about that all the time how it's so smart to rent something before you go to buy it not only to see if you even like the lifestyle but also to like see what kind of a layout you might like or like what works for you what doesn't yeah we got into it because in was it 2018 we tra- 2018. 2018 we traveled to new zealand and like the big thing to do there is van life so what do they call it there? Overlanding or camp camper vanning. They don't call it van life there. Yeah. And so we rented a van like way smaller than like the ProMaster. It was more like like a elevated minivan. <laughs> the the company was great though. It yeah. was kind of like a fledgling startup like our company. They're they're called Mad Campers New Zealand. Great company, but 
we on a whim decided to rent a camper van and literally have been thinking about it ever since the day we got back. And so it took us a few years and we decided to get our own van. And that's kind of how that started. But if you go to New Zealand, camper van rental companies are super, super common. There's tons of them. And in America, there's not very many. Yeah, that was like the thing to do. Like the way to travel South Island, especially is like doing a camper van. So we got into it that way. And then we came back more. He was obsessed with it. He was like watching the YouTube videos and like trying to convince me to buy a van. I'm like, I thought this was just a vacation that we went on. And now it's like becoming (laughs) a lifestyle. And then eventually I was like, fine, we'll do it. And of course, I ended up loving it. And yeah, the day she said, fine, I think I tried to buy one like two days after that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you, man. Once you get them in and hooked, you got to make it happen. Otherwise, it it might go away, you know? Yeah, I had a small window. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about New Zealand a little bit. So how long were you there? What's kind of like the pricing like? You said there's a lot of different companies. So is it kind of like, can you bargain or like, I don't know, is it like competitively priced? Um. That's a very good question. It's been a while since I looked to rent one. I have looked around now to compare it for the business, but no one is traveling to New Zealand right now because of COVID and and their restrictions. So their industry, I'm sure, is hurting really badly. But the one we rented, it was was about $165 a day, as I remember, something in that range. I remember at the time thinking that was like a ton of money for the van. Of course, if you could rent a van life vehicle for that price here, that'd be a steal based on how the market is, is here. But um, the vans that are mostly available in New Zealand are like much smaller. Like have you ever, have you ever seen those escape vans driving around and um, travelers Autobahn and juicy van? Those are the main companies. They're actually New Zealand, Australian mm-hmm. companies that have offices here. Juicy was really popular because they have like the purple vans or something in New Zealand. So, but they like, we had no shower. It was only like emergency only toilet, which we didn't even use. So it was more like, and it was a dinette conversion. So it's a bed, it's a bed in a car. It's not a tiny house. Yeah. And then the trunk part pulls open and you can like pull out a table and do all your cooking and stuff outside. So We did it for like, I want to say 10 days. We were there for two weeks. We did about 10 days in the van. And then the big thing is like backpacking trips. So they call like the treks in New Zealand. The the great walks. Yeah, great walks. Mm -hmm. And then they say you go trekking. Am I remembering this? It seems like so long ago. Um, So we did like the Milford Sound backpacking trip. So we like took a pause from the van and then backpacked and then went back to the van um so i feel like we got a real, yeah we got like the full experience because we did like the whole south island we did one of the backpacking trips it was like so epic it was amazing and honestly we had so much fun that we were thinking before covid like if we wanted to go on a big trip we would consider going to new zealand again because <laughs> yeah. it was wow. so much fun and if you're into van life it's like probably the best place in the world to do it in yeah. my opinion even after going through the whole United States, I think New Zealand is probably cooler. <laughs> That's such a crazy thing to hear. Like after going through all of the United States to go to New Zealand and want to go back there and want to continue to do it there. That's just incredible. Like one of the jokes we had while we were there was like, nobody lives here. Like you drive for like an hour and you will, you won't see a person and it's just all beautiful outdoors not like in the middle of the U S where you're like, nobody lives here and it makes sense. It would be like 
driving through the hills of like, you know, Sonoma County or like any beautiful area, but then there's like no one around. You're like, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And like, I've seen like 500 sheep, but like, does anyone even live here? Yeah. And it was, you drive on the other side of the road in New Zealand. So that took a little bit getting used to. Oh yeah. Especially in a bigger vehicle. Were you like, instead of hitting the turn signal, were you hitting the wipers on a lot? Yeah. Yes. That was a joke that just became the whole thing. It was like, you turn, do the turn signal, it's a wiper. And then we would just look at each other like, you did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I had the same experience when we were in Jamaica. I was trying to, uh, we, we went driving around the island over there. And as I was trying to like turn on my turn signal, I'd turn on the wipers and I'm like, damn it, not again. Not yeah. again. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think we ever got better, to be honest. Like after 10 days, I still was hitting the wipers. Yeah. <laughs> but so let's let's talk about the company that you guys are creating right now. Um, how many vans do you guys have? And like what can people expect from the type of vans that you that you guys are acquiring? So that's a great question. We have currently we have four. Um we have the one that we traveled with on our trip. That's a pretty classic sort of van life couple vehicle. Has a you know platform bed, range, dometic fridge, composting toilet. Yes, in that model, you do have to go to the bathroom in front of your partner, which I hope our renters will be like really, you know, lean in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have another sprinter that's it's a 144 sprinter. It's it has a convertible dinette, so it's a little bit more kind of designed for the renter because the renter is going to want to hang out with their friends and the full-time person doesn't want to make their bed every day, but like a renter for a week will, won't mind that versus the experience for the, having the dinette also has a full wet bath that our our van doesn't have. And then the other two are currently being built. So we were able to acquire two 170 sprinters and they are being built by our, our building partner, which is Boondock Van Company. And actually, that's a great, interesting segue in how we got that connection was we were on our trip and we were in Glacier National Park at Bowman Lake Campground. And we were just parked next to this couple that were the same age as us. And we just ended up you know, having beers and hanging out with them yeah. all night. And we just thought they were great. And he's like, I'm starting a van build company when we're done. And didn't think much of it, but as we started getting into the business, I wanted to have like a dedicated builder to be the builder for the business. And I kind of looked up people that I had heard of, and he has an aerospace engineering background and worked for General Electric for 10 years. And kind of our our desire is to grow the business and expand to multiple regions. So we needed a van building partner that kind of could understand the vision we have for the company. Yeah. And who's smart and knows their shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also somebody who's actually lived in a van before. Because I feel yeah. like a lot of van builders don't have the experience of what it's actually like to be in the space and how to move around it and what's actually going to be functional. So I think that's great that you went with somebody who's actually been on the road. Yeah, I just met somebody the other day. Alex and I both did. They wanted to take a look inside our van. The guy's like, yeah, I'm, you know, a, a contractor and a carpenter by trade. And like, I just want to build out vans and sell them. And I was like, word of advice, make sure you live in one first. Absolutely. And then you can really understand it. Otherwise, you're just going to build stuff and people are going to want to either return it or, ch- or change it. And it's interesting when we were like trying to figure out the design for the new builds, 
it's interesting to decide what you would want for like a renter versus maybe like a more full-time because it's like we know as full-time like I mean maybe some people want to make their bed every day but like that's not our vibe but like for a renter they think the open concept of a dinette conversion would be like so much better or like little things like that that we had to like make a decision even though we would want one thing in what we experience in the van will be could be very different for a renter yeah. you know who may want like an enclosed shower the luxury of that or something yeah, yeah. like a, a great ex- enclosed shower is the best example i think if you live in a van all the time you know that you just don't have to shower every day and yeah. it's a big deal forever like <laughs> you, you can go four, five, six. I don't even want to tell you how many days you can go without showering, but it's fine. <laughs> they can go or you went. <laughs> we don't need to talk about here, but uh, you can go a long time. That's not a conversation I want to have with our customer. Yeah. And so I think that when a customer is choosing between multiple vans, they're going to see the one with the wet bath shower and they're going to pick that one. Even though yeah. I might, I may know that a full-time person Maybe that's not something, it ends up being a closet after a while. The people that I know that have the full shower. Do you guys have a full shower in your van? Can't nope. remember. We have a like a collapsible uh, bench seat that opens up and we could hang a curtain. And, and oh, that's those are cool. Floor. Those are really cool. Yeah, Do you yeah. guys end up using it pretty frequently? We use it like um, if we're in places where we're not going to be close enough to like a truck stop or something like that, then we will use it. Uh, like we used it once in the last two weeks. Uh, when we were traveling but most of the time we shower outside of the van yep. and yeah. that's just easier and unlimited water and yep. you don't have to worry about it you know and it's just yeah. it's like a nice break almost you're like ooh, that truck stop shower i'm ready for some luxury you know <laughs> and that's, that's an interesting point though like that's something that you could talk to you know the people that are renting the vans out as well as like hey you know another idea that people use is the truck stop showers and they're actually super clean and really nice. Like we, we really enjoy going to those because you get your own bathroom and they clean them after every single use. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to have those conversations because we are renting our van and granted we have the, the back opens up and we can hang a curtain and have a shower yeah. out of the back, but depending on weather, I mean, Honestly, we barely used it because it got cold pretty quick. And, you know, if it's cold, you don't really want to be showering outside. It has so. to be pretty nice. Yeah, it has to, to be nice. Yeah, I feel like it has like to be like 80, degree, 80 degrees or warmer and like no wind. And yeah, the exactly. wind is just the killer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I will say this. There's nothing better than the like no curtain nature shower. Amazing. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't experienced that, you definitely should. <laughs> Yeah, we're not, yeah. We're, you we're really not, feel free or anything, but that is a very nice thing. <laughs> That's that one moment of like freedom that you have. You're like, yes, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so that's kind of how the business started. We have another business partner that's he is our friend from we used to live in San Diego and he's our friend from there. He has a background in his name is Elon Gitman. He has a he managed this pretty large entertainment venue in San Diego. Uh, it's called the Shout House. It's a dueling piano bar. That's it's it, it. They do a lot of bachelorette parties there. Cool. It's this big like what, I mean like five hundred people can go there at a time. It's a lot of people. It's a huge it's huge really place. Cool. And so he's kind of like our we're treating this 
sort of like a luxury hotel entertainment company. And so the idea is, you know, he's our entertainment side. I'm an attorney by trade, so I know the logistics of, you know, compliance and I'm, I'm kind of the maybe less exciting one, (laughs) (laughs) but, and then Emily is, you know, doing lots of stuff to help out, but we're also pregnant. So that's, that's her primary focus right now is being pregnant. Growing a human. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. Yeah. Congratulations on that. It's wonderful to hear it. I know you guys were super excited when you got the news. Um, yeah. we, we got to see like you know your, your stories that you're putting up and everything I think it's awesome to, to see you guys go through the progression of of what that's like thank you yeah it was crazy like getting pregnant in the van and um having basically my more or less my first half of the pregnancy in the van was kind of a crazy experience and like we called the van van or we called the baby van baby was like because when I got the apps like of tracking it's like what's a nickname and I was like what would be a good nickname it's our van baby like of, of course, course. <laughs> um so we've just been calling him van baby um but it's it was pretty cool like finding out in the van and it's just gonna be a crazy like story yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. van life in general is a crazy story and a crazy time let alone like getting pregnant too <laughs> Yeah, that that segues me to uh, right now. We're actually working on our part two of how to have sex in a van video for YouTube. Uh, I have uh, one. You, know, you know, guest stars. Uh, one, yeah. <laughs> one of our tips is if you yeah. don't want to get pregnant, you know, wear wear uh, some protection. But if you do, yeah. go for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> if the, every, She's so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, when we told everyone when we were pregnant, everyone is like, oh, the van's a rocking. Oh, yeah. Oh, one yeah. of my my really good friends said, you're starting this van rental business just to make money off of the place of conception. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so did you start the van rental business kind of because you got pregnant and you were maybe looking to not be so full time on the road or like how did that kind of come about? I think it more naturally evolved. Like it wasn't like a cause and effect thing. I think we knew event we knew it wasn't gonna be a forever thing being in the van that we did eventually want to settle down whether we were pregnant or not. Mm-hmm. Um so I think knowing that and then also knowing our experience on the road and wanting to give that to other people and wanting to do something with our van once we were done, it kind of naturally evolved that we had this idea of the business and then also we got pregnant and it kind of, you know, led to our full-time van life coming to an end. So it kind of like naturally the timing worked out pretty good. Yeah. I think too, it's maybe something that people, I don't know if everyone's totally honest about this on the Instagram about on the, the, Instagram. On the medias about uh, the, <laughs> the, thing, Facebook. The, the Facebook, the Facebook, or as my parents say, the Google, the Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know that you're becoming a parent because the terminology that you right, use. right, yes. just something clicks. <laughs> I think winter van life is very hard. Oh, winter, I, yeah, I think. yeah. And uh, once we had the business, we're prepping. I mean. I was working a lot out of the van to set up the business and I was a little overwhelmed and then we're pregnant. And then we kind of made the decision that. Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month. 
By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. The timing, we originally were planning to stop the trip in April. And then when we kind of did the timing with the the due date, it was like, okay, so we're going to start a business. We're going to buy a house and we're going to move in all while Emily's like seven months pregnant. And this just not going to happen. <laughs> and so we, we ended up buying, buying our place. Cause we sold, we sold everything in San Diego. And so we had money to buy a place up. We moved to Sacramento area. And so we basically scrambled to purchase a house. And well, the thing that you started to say and didn't finish was while we were deciding that it was also like the dead of winter and we were like yes in, i got you we were like in where were we like going from like texas we were going to go up to colorado so we're like making these decisions about timing and it was like freeze your balls off cold and like our heater was like our heater broke. Our heater wasn't working. We like fixed it, but we like couldn't figure out how to fix it on the road. So it was like m- making those decisions and it was so cold. We're like, are we just, are we over this? Is this like, is this a sign that we need to like make yeah. some moves? And just like there were signs for us to go on the trip, there was signs when it was done. And it's yeah. kind of uh We kind of thought that from the beginning, like we'll know when we're ready to settle and- it was now. Yeah. And so, but we, we love the community. We love the people. And so this is, it's kind of a cool bridge where we still feel connected. One of the things that we're really excited to do, and we're in the process of once we get more settled with the business, but I'm going to set up my property as a harvest host location and I'm going to put it on Overlander. So van life people can come with our permission. It's not like a freebie one, but We're going to allow people to stay. We bought like a farm homestead type place. And so we want, especially you guys, but anybody that, you know. Only you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Your harvest host listing is just like, only for FNA van life. (laughs) For FNA van life. But we want to, you know, host people and, you know, we're not like selling products at our house or anything, but we're like, Hey, shout us out on Insta- on the Instagram. Shout us out on Instagram, and uh, you can stay at our our place if you'd like. And so that's the we're trying to stay connected and still go on weekend trips. But fortunately, most van life vehicles don't fit the baby seat, so yeah. it's a tough one. But our two new vans are going to seat five and sleep, oh, wow. five, which is going to be right. cool. We're getting convertible dinette that has seat belts, and then. We're going to have a third seating Murphy bed option. And then we're going to have a rooftop tent. So oh, more of like a family cool. vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Murph, the Murphy bed is going to be our designer. We're still getting the kinks out, but our, the Murphy bed is going to be removable like the system. So it's either a closet. And if you want to pay extra, you can turn it into a bed. Gotcha. And so you know, not everybody travels with five, but if you do have five, you can come. Cool. So is, is Sacramento going to be like the home base of where the vans would be? Like where we like, say I'm wa- wanting to rent a van from you guys. 
would I have to come to Sacramento to uh, rent that van? So yes, at first we're, we kind of have a multiple phase plan, but our first region is going to be Sacramento. It's, uh, it's kind of on your way to Lake Tahoe from the Bay area. And so that's kind of how we envision the kind of, you can park at our house for free and you can pick up a van. And so, I mean, so far I, I have about 40 days of pre-bookings. We're not launching till March 1st. And so it's, people are, are definitely interested. It's been it's been a lot of work. I've never owned a, we've never been entrepreneurs before. We've, I mean, I was an attorney. She's a therapist. We uh, always have had bosses. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's definitely, I think doing van life has made me want to have that freedom. Yeah, for sure. So. I think the goal is to expand like locations though, to have the Sacramento office and then either through franchise or something, be able to have a couple locations so it can be more easily accessible to people who are maybe more coastal or in Southern California, because we are in a good spot for like Tahoe, Yosemite, going up the Oregon coast, like those kinds of spots. But we know it's like doing the Utah trip, like, ooh, maybe we should have something like closer to that. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like so many... I mean, we have so many like recommendations for people that maybe it would be a little bit harder for them to start in Sacramento. So we mm-hmm. want to make it more accessible to people too. But that's kind of like phase two or three of yeah. the business. Our goal is to prove that, you know, a city like Sacramento is viable for it because Sacramento is a decent sized town, but it's not like, I feel like if I, if, if, if I can be profitable in a town like Sacramento, I can be profitable anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you're in, you know, the middle of San Francisco, like all those people have so much money that like the, there's no real issue with them renting a luxury camper van. But if we can really market it well and make it work in a, I shouldn't call my new home, uh, like a B city, but it's kind of like a, a B city a little bit. It is the capital yeah. of the state. Yeah, yeah that's, I didn't know that. We drove through the other day. We actually yesterday we drove through Sacramento, and it was uh, I I thought it was a pretty big city, like especially compared to where relative to where we've been recently. You know, and driving, it, it felt like oh wow, well, we're definitely in a city. You know? Yeah. So we live right. We live actually outside of Sacramento in like a in the foothills. It's like the city of Sacramento is pretty flat and not as exciting as some other parts, in our opinion, but. There's lots of, it used to be called the city of trees. There's beautiful trees everywhere in Sacramento. And uh, now it's called the farm to table capital of the world, <laughs> which I like to make fun of because all food is farm to table. If you really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you have a farm, so you'll be getting your own groceries. Yes. Some fruit trees and we're yeah. excited about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the business is going well, and we're just getting off the ground trying to start a business, have a baby, move into a new house, all at the same time. Unpack. Unpack. Still not unpacked. This is the only clean part of our house is this. <laughs> we haven't dirtied the stairs yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a box with like a crib in it that you still have to build? Oh, we haven't even oh, gotten that no, far. we don't even have a crib yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the transition from van life is so crazy because when you think about it, like van life is 
it's complicated in a lot of ways, but very simple in a lot of ways too, where like you just have your space, you know, it's 88 square feet or whatever yours is. And it's like all the things you have are just right here. And when you clean up, yeah, cleanup days can take long, but it's just like, you just have this space and it's pretty overwhelming to like go into a house and it's like, there's shit everywhere. It's like for one why do we have all of this stuff? Like when our, cause we did have a storage unit in San Diego for like, you know, our bed and stuff like that. When that was shipped up here, it's like, why do we own all of these things? Like, I guess it's necessary. We threw out but it's so like, much stuff before we did. Full-time. I know. And, it's we, like and still it's like, why do I have four vases? Like, do I ever have that many flowers? Like, I don't want the responsibility to buy you four vases worth of flowers, personally. I need four <laughs> bouquets of flowers daily. <laughs> so I see in the background, you have that cool water machine. Do you guys like those? We uh, love the Berkey. Yeah. So um, when we first built out the van, uh, we when we filled up the tank, I cleaned it out. I tried doing like white vinegar instead of bleach, just to like make it as like natural as possible. and we used the before we had the Berkey, we just like tried drinking the water. It still tasted like straight plastic. So then we put the water into the Berkey and all the taste of anything gone. Like it, it just it tastes like delicious fresh water. Is it like that's like a mounting ring under the wall? Just, like straps it to our wall so that we don't have to move it when we drive. Yeah. And it's actually stayed in one place, which is great. It's never um, fell. No, if you had it in a house, you would just put it on your counter and you're not driving down a road at 80 miles an hour that you have to worry about it. Yeah, I just used a rubber bungee that you'd get from like Walmart and I uh, yeah. used two, uh, um, two eyes. And I screwed them into the wall and then just wrapped it around nice and tight and clip clipped them on each way. And that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. Is yeah. that something you're thinking about doing in the vans for no, fresh water? I, I was going to, I was going to buy one of those for our van. When I we remember when trip. we talked, we about, talked about it and uh, we ended up just buying like a in-sync Brita filter on our faucet. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea if that actually did anything, but up, up in my brain, it made me it feel felt like it did. Did it take out the taste? Of like yeah, the tank. Made it. Okay, actually, but there were some days <laughs> I forget what city we were in. You know, some c- cities on like in the south or east coast have like a water tap at the gas station. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that on the west coast, but more on the east coast. Some of those we would fill up, and I'm like, this is kind of sketchy. Like, <laughs> I don't know how safe this water yeah. is. And then we just like, but the Brita filter. But the we'll Brita just- filter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this supposedly you could scoop up water from like a swamp and be able to drink the the water. We in particular wouldn't do that unless we absolutely had to. I don't know a situation where we would have to, but knowing like that that's the extent that you could go to with this. Um, also, the filters you don't have to change for uh, two to five years. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Does it have like? I'm trying to remember when I was doing this research. Does it have like the stones on the bottom? Is that how those this one works? It's like two charcoal filters. Yep. Like long black cylinders in the top. And so basically, the only issue with like if you were going to be renting vans out to people is that they have to stay primed. So like before the people go out with it, you just have to prime the filter. Um, Because if it's dry for a couple of days. If it, it dries up, yeah, you'll have to reprime it. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah. But anyways, let's get off the water filtration. And <laughs> right. maybe go back. I've never been in a van before because I'm like, ooh, your water system. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, why don't you guys take me back? Because it sounds like you both were working pretty like, I don't know, like corporate regular jobs before you got on the road. So when you first left, did you quit your jobs? Did you take a sabbatical? Did you keep working on the road? How did that look for you? We both did two different routes in that sense. Um, So I was working for the Children's Hospital in San Diego as an outpatient uh, child and family therapist. Um, So basically, once we decided we were going to go full time in the van, it kind of just like the timing worked out things. It was like, COVID was happening. (laughs) Um, And I was like a healthcare worker. So once I was like in the front lines, like going into work. um, And then once we decided to do van life, it kind of just the timing worked out where it was like, I don't know if I want to do this for that much longer while we're prepping for van life. So I ended up quitting and then just doing like more private practice therapy, like from home while we were prepping for van life, because we had to like, I think we sold like 500 items or something on eBay, like crazy. So we were like, I know the number we physically shipped 375 packages on eBay. Yes. So we like, (laughs) we basically, I quit my job started doing like at, at home, like telehealth. And then we were like, selling 370 whatever packages on ebay i was like giving away a bunch of stuff so i ended up like just like prepping for the trip and then i was able to take that virtual work so i was a therapist while i was on the road up until like november or something so i was able to do that for almost a year um and then it just kind of got difficult because like (laughs) for being a therapist there's like confidentiality and um I need to have good internet because I have to have video chat and I just want to be really present for my clients um so you know he had to like be out of the van and not like coming in and out and we had to have good internet so there's lots of limitations there so once it started to get cold I like couldn't kick him out of the van for like four hours at a time so I ended up just like decreasing my client load because it just it just wasn't working out we're very much about like it will have it work until it doesn't work anymore and it just didn't work anymore so I transitioned out and it it was kind of nice it it worked out for the majority of the trip and I was able to keep up my skills and continue to help people until it didn't work anymore (laughs) and then I worked the whole time I'm still working for the same place on I, I, I went to part-time when I went on the trip. So originally I, we basically were, I was planning to do something else originally. I was planning to try to teach online class at a college while I did this. That was my first plan. But I told my, where I worked, I told my, I work, I work for a government agency. I don't really want to reveal who I work for, but the, He's a spy. Yeah, but the, I told them what I was planning to do and that I was quitting. And they basically said, you've been working remotely for a year and a half anyway, because of COVID, why don't you uh, just keep doing it? Keep, keep doing it 20 hours a week. If you have to work more, some weeks you'll work more, some weeks you'll work less, but we'll pay you for 20 hours a week. And that, 
ended up, I had no intention of actually doing that originally, but it still is going on. <laughs> so uh, it was yeah. like a two month thing. And then that was a year ago. And so it's still that, that essentially paid for the trip. So it was, yeah. which is, I mean, that's a common question we get on the, uh, about van life people. For one, it's, it? How do you afford it? It's actually not that expensive to live in a van compared to your house. So I think that's part of it. But the, at the same time, we did work the whole time. Just, But it was it was kind of worth it in some ways in that it was there were some funny stories like where we would like be in like Bryce National Park or something and like pull off and have to do like a video call. And it's kind of just like, what is my life right now? Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I made a I made several appearances in court over Zoom from the van. <laughs> with the virtual background. Yeah. And like it's the people that I worked for all knew I was in the van, but you know, the there's no re you don't like have to disclose where you physically are to the court. So I just didn't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But I kept I kept a suit in the van the whole time. And we have some funny pictures of like him, like sitting on the toilet, like our toilet bench and in the full suit in like swim trunks. And it's just like, I have to like pull over in a gas station or something. I, and I have a virtual background, which is a picture of my office when I worked in San Diego. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Which is my boss always, you know, if he was on it, he'd text me like, ha ha ha. I know you're in the van, but, um, that's we that's how we kind of kept it up and now we're I'm just like wondering when they're gonna get rid of me, but right probably, now, probably soon. soon. Yeah. yeah. Hey. hey man, you that's thought okay. that like five months ago. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk to you in six years from now when you're still working for them. Six years when I'm right, still right. Working for them. That is like the number one question that I feel like people want to know about the lifestyle, especially if you want to do it more long term, is like how to make it sustainable. Yeah. Do do you feel like that uh, put limitations on like what type of travel you guys were doing or like where um, like because obviously if you needed service most of the time, you couldn't be in, you know, place without service for more than a week. Yeah. So I feel like we probably not in the sense that like we would have wanted to stay somewhere longer that we couldn't. But I think because of like the strength of internet that I needed, that was limiting because it couldn't just be like I needed to get an email out. Like I needed to have strength to do video chat. And that was pretty limiting because, yeah, and that was stressful, especially the work I do is so like emotional and connection and being really present. Like if I was scrambling to like get internet, I would feel like I like wasn't serving my clients as well as I needed to. So it was like that layer of it too. So there was, and that, I think it's a good question. Cause I, I think once it started to become, become clear that it, it was harder for me at least to work, it was like, okay, this makes sense to end because like, it's just not working like for the type of work I'm doing too. So I definitely think that was like a limitation. I mean, my work is almost all project based because yeah, I'd have, you know, I'd write something that would be filed in court. And for the most part, everything I'm basing it off of is stuff that's like I've downloaded before off the Internet. So I was just really good about, you know, downloading the resources I need when I had a good connection and then just working offline when I when I was actually working. But we we kept a schedule of like we worked on certain days of the week. And 
Also, I mean, these days, so much stuff's over the phone. Like I was just on my phone all the time. I'd respond to emails. I don't think it actually took away anything from my trip, to be honest for me. Like, well, I was, guess that's two different answers. Yeah. For me, it was, uh-huh. honestly, this was, it got kind of the point where once it got cold, Emily's job was like the problem, not my job, mm-hmm. because she, it would be hard to find service. And then if, if we couldn't really be in the same room at the same time, sometimes, like if, if, she would wear earplugs, she wear headphones, and I I would wear headphones. So I wouldn't hear what she's saying, and I wouldn't hear what the person is saying, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. see the screen. So there was a confidentiality to it. But I couldn't do a phone call at the same time. So yeah. I'd have to leave. And there was one time where I had like a series of, we were in like Virginia. Yeah. I thought it was like, was it New Hampshire? Something like that. It was, no, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was, it was like New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. And we had to, I had like, three hours of conference calls back to back. And so did, so I actually put my full snowboard gear on and I sat outside because it was like 15 degrees outside. I feel so bad because I can't share that responsibility because like, I just can't take my calls outside. So it's just him. Like literally he had like the full net gator and he's like coming to the window, like seeing if I'm done. And I'm like, that was definitely the first sign where I was like, I need to wrap this up. Like this is not working anymore. And the service wasn't even that good. And you just kind of, as a partnership, you got to make decisions about what's, what's worth it and what's not. I mean, we were making a lot more money from my stuff than we were mm-hmm. from hers. And so it's like super important, you know, for you to keep your skills and your, we don't plan to live in a van forever. We didn't yeah. have this dream that we were going to, you know, become influencers or anything. And so the, we, which we are obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys are eventually like, I'm going to come back and be an attorney again, and you're going to come back and be a therapist. So mm-hmm. we needed to, keep that up we felt and it was just like i am not sitting outside in snowboard gear like we got to come together the only way you want to sit in snowboard gear is if you're actually going snowboarding you know correct <laughs> correct and so yeah so that, that I, if that answers the work question i if you have any yeah more. i think it does i think it's cool that you both have a you know an individual different opinion on how it affected you too as well because we are all individuals out here and it's great to like to actually see that, you know, it affected, it affected you, Emily, more than it affected Kevin. Like it just like, I don't know. It's, it's really cool to get that perspective. Cause a lot of people feel like that when two people are together, everything's the same. Like you experience everything together. We experience a lot together, but we see it in two different ways, you know? Yeah, Sure. Totally. I mean, even just the van trip in general, I feel like, like I, like we were saying before, he was like the, pusher of doing the van trip and I like had to get on board which is fine that was just like my process and then I feel like the last couple months like he was more in over the van like having more you know when you like live in a van full-time you have those days where you're just like I'm over this like I am just having one of those days like he was having more of those days and I was more like this this is fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, you know? So it's just interesting how even our whole experience, like he was more ready to start the trip and maybe more ready to end it too. So it's like everyone's experience, even in that way is different. Sure. Let me, let me ask you like, what held you back from wanting to get into the van at first? 
I think it was just so foreign to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I know she, what you're going to say. I know. She is so bad at pulling the trigger. She cannot <laughs> pull the trigger on that. anything. Okay. Change is really hard for me. I get that from my mom. Um, and like these big transitions, I just get like so nervous about them. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's anything like buying a, bu- buying some big thing, like I'm always like, needing to do all the research and like making sure it's like right for me. And I think it was like such a big lifestyle change that it was just like, I couldn't even imagine it. I didn't even know like what to research. Like I couldn't picture myself living in a van. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we had done the two week trip, but it's just like so different than what life is like. And I think because we kind of also decided to like move eventually move up to Northern California from San Diego. So it was like not only the trip to go into the van, but that also meant like leaving our life in San Diego, like permanently. And so I think it was just like a lot of changes and that was really hard for me. Yeah. It's totally understandable. Uh, What I, my next question would be is, do you feel any change from, you know, who you were, previously with like not pulling the trigger do you feel like you could pull the trigger a little bit easier now or no that's a great question i'm very curious to hear her answer to this (laughs) if you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast you're gonna love our van life book this book is gonna take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig building it out and everything that you need to know about being on the road living van life full-time If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. My initial is like, yeah, of course, but I actually want to like think about it and have a thought. Uh, thought, Shut up. I I think that answers the question. (laughs) I mean, I think buying this house, I was a lot better about it. You were. Compared to other big decisions that we've made. So I think, I mean, in the in the van, you have to like think quickly a lot of times. It's just like, is this gravel road gonna, are we gonna be able to get out of this? I, I don't know, we'll just try. And then we go and then we get stuck or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like, I feel like there's like so many things you can't just like dilly dally about it. You have to figure things out. And yeah. I am hoping for myself that that has allowed me to be a little bit easier to make those transitions. But I think the biggest example is like buying this house. I was the one who like flew here from, we were like in Atlanta, Georgia and I flew and I was the one to like deal with everything and make the decision. And I feel like I was much less hesitant about this place than like the last time we moved. So I think that's a good sign. I feel like you five years ago probably would have said absolutely no to the van. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you know, saying yes to the van allowed you to maybe say yes to a lot of other opportunities in your life and just be like a little bit more open to new adventures. Well, even just starting this business now too, I think, right? It, it's the sure. like you said earlier, the freedom of living in the van has pushed you to want to have freedom in the sense of having your own business, your own company. That way you could do the things that you want to do. You could travel when you want to travel. You could decide for yourself instead of have somebody decide for you. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like 
for me, the just the life attitude has just been different. I feel like you kind of just go with the flow with the van and sort of like, uh, we wanted to go here. We got here too late. Let's just go tomorrow. <laughs> like, that's just like such a thing. Yeah. We had in Florida, we wanted to go to the, a good example, we wanted to go to the Kennedy Space Center or whatever, where they launch all the rockets. And we got there at like 12.30 and we were just like, ah, we got here too late. Let's just go tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, in real life, that's not how life normally is. No, no. It's like, oh, I guess now we're going to only go here for half the time that we originally planned. <laughs> and uh, well, in real life you know you would have flown in there you would have had two days to do everything and see everything and then you would have had to fly home and go back to work instead you have the unlimited amount of time that you want to take yeah. so you could go at any pace that you want you know it's like when we first got in the van we were trying to do all the mountains on the epic and icon pass and i thought i would wake up you know i'd be on the mountain seven eight o'clock be the first one on the lift up you know and and lap out the mountains and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then but we got to a certain point where it was like, I wouldn't get on the mountain until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I would take like, you know, 10 to 12 runs. And then I'd be like, all right, that was enough for me today. And I would, I would wrap it up, you know, and uh, unless I was riding with like a big crew, uh, that would be the only way I was on the mountain all day long. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an interesting like philosophy about, the idea that like, I think in society, we're so like, go, 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 like push, like experience everything to the fullest, which there's definitely like value in that. But maybe through, I'm get, I guess through van life, because that was my life for the last year mm -hmm. is like, maybe bringing value to just like, listening to like what you actually want to do and what your body wants to do. And and that being just as important as like getting all the things done, you know, it's like, we're totally like you, like if we're on a ski trip for f five days, we're going to the mountain as early as possible and like experiencing all of it. And then, then it's a rough drive home. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, seriously. But it's like, there's also value to just like doing your own timeline and like listening to your body. And like, if you're too tired, you don't have to do what you want to do but it's an interesting balance because it's like experiencing everything but also like listening to what you need what mm. your body needs too yeah i couldn't agree more i have i have two more questions for you guys one is if i was if i was somebody looking to rent a van why would i why would i rent from you guys like why would i pick your company oh so, that's a great question <laughs> and i hope i have a good answer but no promises <laughs> <laughs> but so our vans are all custom curated for van life experiences. And so, like you mentioned earlier, if you rent, if a lot of vans are not built for van life, they're built by contractors that don't really understand. That's not the case for our vans. Our vans are built with the customer in mind with having a van life experience. And when you book with our company, you get both the van that's made for it and you get the expertise from from us who have actually done this and we can really instruct you on how to really give van life the real try that you need. And so our vans, you sign up for with us, you get everything you need to experience van life and you get none of the headache and none of the work and it's all included. I would say compared to some other companies, one of our biggest things that we offer is unlimited mileage. 
almost every RV or van rental company, usually they offer you about 100 to 200 miles for free a day, and then they charge you 40 to 50 cents a mile. They also nickel and dime you on everything. So like whatever you say the rental rate is for the van, when you, by the time you get to checkout, you have to rent the cups and the plates and the, everything is added on. And then by the time you check out, you're paying almost twice as much as that base rate. That is not how our company operates. If you book with Scenic, you end up having the van life experience for the price that's advertised. And I would say that's kind of our our big pitch. I'm sold. I'm I'm coming to rent uh-huh. one tomorrow. <laughs> I have my own. So Are you okay? I'm still. We're still new. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> That's we awesome. actually were looking at a van rental once we ran across this girl. She was having issues with her engine and she reached out to us for some help because we had the same van at the time. And so we, she's like, she rents her van out and she like needs to get it done because you know, it's get, about to get rented. So we looked on her site and it was like, it was expensive to rent. And then it was like, well, do you want a camp stove? Cause that's an extra $20. And do you want, you know, the hammock? Well, that's an extra $20. Yeah. And I was like, holy sh-, like she's making a killing. Like yeah. you're like, yeah, of course I want a hammock. I might need the hammock. I don't know. You know, yeah. so, sure, yeah, by the time you were done, like looking at the options and like adding them all in, I think it was like at least five or $600 a night. Easy. Oh, you know? Yeah. And, and what was interesting about it is like, we had the same exact van as she did. Uh, but I think that our van was like laid out a little bit better for the van lifer per se, you know, Sure. at the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's just like all startups, there's room to just make the customer's experience better. I mean, think of, I mean, the basic example is think of like Uber people like upfront pricing, people like comfortability. They like the vehicles to be nice. We, we don't really see our, we see ourselves as like a hotel company and, mm-hmm. Basically, we provide a full hotel customer service experience where just like when you check into a hotel, you expect everything to be really nice and you expect Mm -hmm. everything to work and you expect to not have to worry about anything. And part of that experience is not thinking, well, do I have to pay an extra five dollars a day to have like a plate? (laughs) <laughs> yeah right yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah or then do i have to remember at the store that i need to buy paper plates before i leave as well as propane as well as this yeah as well. i mean mileage is a great example for that too because mileage i think people are worried about the the one person that you know drives your your car across the country yeah. and that does damage to the car well one of the ways we've kind of gotten around that is besides our own van we have all diesel vehicles that are going to last a really long time and so we don't really care about the mileage as much compared to a gas but also how many miles can you possibly drive in a day (laughs) right i mean you got to be like flooring and going really really like you got to be like the type of person that doesn't need much sleep to go Mm -hmm. a lot of miles because after i mean four to six hours of driving you're like all right, I want to pack it in. Like the, pers- totally. the person that's going to rent an, a luxury camper van from Scenic is not going to, they're going to want to experience the outdoors. They're not really going to even want to hang out in the van. <laughs> and so yeah. they're going to want to spend their time exploring. And we kind of see it as if you anticipate to drive farther, that just means more days you're going to rent the van. And so right. that's, that's right. totally fine with us. And 
we don't want you driving, you know, to Yosemite and thinking like, oh man, how many miles over the daily rate am I going to be so that, you know, our company makes an extra 30 bucks. You know, it's not yeah. like, it's like, who I gets? think just, it's like a lot about the, um, like, what's that word? Like nickel and diming. You know? No, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want to do that. But like more like the, the genuineness, whatever that word is mm-hmm. of the company. Like we are making these decisions for the company based on our experience and based on what the experience we want a renter to have. So mm-hmm. we don't want the thought to be like, oh, they're saying they're driving to Yosemite or they're driving to Utah. That means they're going to be over the mileage and we're going to make all this money. Like I, yeah. I want my response to be, oh my gosh, you're going to Utah? Like, are you going to go to all the parks? Like, how many days are you going? Like, that's going to be so freaking cool. We loved all the, you know, it's like not about like nickel and diming Mm -hmm. them. It's about like the experience that now they get to have because they're making this like choice. And of course we don't know everything about everything, but we do have like our experience that we can bring in to these decisions that we're making for the company. Yeah, I think what you were looking for is you just want them to have the authentic, you know, van life experience as much as possible. Yeah. You know, if, if you can make it easier on them to really experience a good time out there, that's that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of really embracing the community is fundamental to the business. I mean, even when we were trying to buy vans, I w- I've talked to several people who are selling their vans and, you know, we have a certain budget for what kind of van, what we can spend on the van. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, some people want more than what we could spend. So I would say like, hey, I know this van's your baby. You worked really hard in it. You lived in it. I really hope, and I duply believe this, I hope you get what you want for it. We just can't pay that for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It comes from really understanding, you know, the relationship you have as a van life person to like your vehicle. It's sort of, there's a, there's a connection. It's hard to really explain, but we're hoping that our customers feel that after maybe a short time and whether they do or not, we're going to try to get as close as we can. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. Well, so like last question to wrap everything up. um, What's some advice that you could give somebody out there that's either looking to get into van life uh, or um, somebody who's looking to to rent a, a van life van to like try out their lifestyle? Do it. Just, I would say do it. I would say, don't be like me and be hesitant. Just take pull the trigger. <laughs> pull the trigger. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I would say one of the things about our company and honestly, any van rental you find on like Outdoorsy or RV Share, or one of those websites is you, you can try it for like a weekend. Like you don't have to commit to selling all of your stuff and living in a van for a, for a whole year. Like even though it's maybe seems expensive to rent a van for a weekend, but think of it like a hotel and rent a van for three, four days and see if you even like the travel part of it. And I think you will, (laughs) but you're never going to know unless you just try. And so I would say go for it on a short scale as well. Yeah. I think that was the biggest advice that when I was trying to decide, you know, even to buy the van, even before we went full time, it's like, just do it. And worst case scenario, you don't like it and you sell the van or something like that. Like these 
these big changes, you can just try it. And if it doesn't work out, you try something different. And that's totally, it's fine to try something and not like it. That's okay. But more likely or not, you will like it because yeah, van life awesome. brings so much freedom <laughs> and adventure. And you guys know, like just so many amazing aspects that you could never get if you never tried van life. So if you're willing to to try it and be okay if it doesn't work out, most likely it will work out. And then that'll be an amazing experience. Yeah, we like to think it's F and A. Exactly. But it's funny what you said about like someone thinking that it's expensive to rent a van for a week or a weekend, but then you're willing to spend fifty thousand dollars on a vehicle and twenty thousand dollars on your build plus 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 you know yeah but like, you're like mm, i don't have you know the money to rent it for a week to see if i even like it before i invest <laughs> all my money to build it myself yeah. totally i mean people are so willing to like spend 60 70 bucks on a bar tab with their friends and then like not want to travel somewhere <laughs> it's like bizarre so i think really focusing on you know exploring and exploring i think is so valuable to like yourself and your spirituality and your just intelligence i mean great example great example i'm so excited about this example so I have we, a theory of we love watching jeopardy i knew you were gonna say that we watch we've been watching jeopardy every day for several years and we are so much better at Jeopardy after going on this trip because we have learned so much about the country. Yeah. And it's just like the feeling of being like, wow, we learned that on this trip is just the coolest thing yeah. ever. Every time it's, it's an answer that was like a place we went to or something we learned on the trip, it's like <gasps> so exciting. So even yeah. though you like are in a van down by the river, you're actually like getting smarter. So that's yeah. the other place. I am much smarter after this trip. Yeah, totally. In so many different ways. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, ever since we started traveling over two years ago now, we realized that like when we t- chat with people and they bring up these places, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I could like pinpoint it in my mind. It brings back yeah. wonderful memories for me. And like, it's just amazing to think that Oh, I was just a Brooklyn boy sitting in the city, you know, a few years back. And now I, I have so much different experiences in life. And I, I feel like I have a lot more respect and a lot more um, happiness, you know, geared around all that since we started living this lifestyle. So I couldn't agree more with you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. And we have one question for you guys before we go. When's the when's the wedding day? Uh, we're actually going to get no. Uh, you don't want me to tell? People have to. F- they'll find out soon enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta save that post. I mean, that's gonna be gold for your likes. So save yeah. save don't that one. Don't reveal to us. To us. Not- you like yeah? You like that though? It was like uh, uh, you were gonna say it too. Cliffhanger. All right. Well, we're gonna stop the recording right here. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And we're going to send everybody to go check out Scenic Vans. So be sure to check the links down below in the episode notes. And go rent yourself a van before you spend all that money buying it or building it. Thank you, guys. 
We just want to say a huge congrats to you guys on all the big moves you're about to make. We really support you guys and we hope that you have nothing but success in your future. We can't wait to see you guys one day down in the Sacramento area. Yeah, maybe we can take one of your vans out for a spin and probably by then you'll have had the baby, which is so exciting. So we're so happy for you guys. And I think it just goes to show that life on the road is a learning experience. It's a growing experience. And, you know, anything is possible when you live in a van. You know, they were basically working full time and, you know, able to make it financially, able to make it as a couple, able to kind of prove that this lifestyle is viable no matter who you are. So if this is something that you've been thinking about, you know, honestly, you really just need to dive in and make it happen for yourself. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Sometimes renting a van too is the perfect way to figure out if you want this lifestyle and if you're interested in getting into building out something so specific. Because once you do it, you can turn around and sell it, but it is a fairly large investment if you are trying to build a whole home-styled van. Right, so doing just like a weekend or like a getaway in a van, I think is a really good learning experience. Again, you know, what do you like? Do you like being on the road? And, you know, knowing that, you know, your first couple of days and weeks on the road are a little bit more mentally taxing. You know, where am I going to sleep? How am I going to get water? You know, where can I drive? How can I drive this big rig? It's a lot of like learning curves. Um, but so to just kind of live in the space for a week and see like, is this too small for me? Is this too big for me? You know, what do I need? One thing I also love about their business that they're creating is that it is unlimited miles and it kind of seems that like everything's all included. So you don't have to worry about adding on a bunch of extra stuff is one price you get in, you could just go and enjoy your journey. You don't have to think about all the other things that these other companies are trying to add on and charge you extra for. So we are going to have a link in the description for our friends, Kevin and Emily, their new business, Scenic Fans. So if you're interested in testing that out, be sure to go check the description below. We think that, you know, can't go wrong. You might as well just give it a go. Give it a go and get yourself that scenic view that you always wish for. Before we sign off, we have to give a huge shout out to our commenter of the week. They left a five-star Apple review on this podcast. If you want to be featured next week, be sure to do the same. This is from Okinawa Scuba Diver. Sorry, I probably butchered that. <laughs> they say, a great and down-to-earth podcast. Hands down my favorite podcast. My wife and I are always eager to listen to the new episodes when they are released. The duration is usually perfect for driving. We have become a Patreon member and are happy to support any way we can. It's just a little token of our appreciation, and we are happy to help support and grow a well-deserving channel. Wow, thank you guys so much for becoming a Patreon. It really does help us out so much because... These podcasts, we actually don't really make any money from. Uh, we do it out of the goodness of our heart. We want to try to expand and explore and give you guys options and opportunities to learn more about this lifestyle. And yeah, so just becoming a Patreon is a huge help to us um, and allows us to continue to create these podcasts for you guys as well as for, uh, for ourselves because we like doing it. It's fun. Yeah, and we get to connect with cool people like Kevin and Emily and our scuba diving friends. So thank you so much for the review and becoming Patreons. We're super grateful. And I think that's all for today's episode. Who knows? They might be instructors. They might be able to get us certified Ooh, as scuba divers. We need to talk. <laughs> Send us a DM. Well, we appreciate all you guys out there listening. 
really from the bottom of our hearts. It is amazing to hear your guys' five-star reviews, so please do the same, and we will showcase that on the next podcast and maybe the one after that. For now, we hope that you guys have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right. All that.